Hey, just a quick note before we get into the show. Every episode this season comes with a tremendously detailed write-up of all the core ideas and strategies that you're about to learn. Plus, I always share extra reading and resources for those of you who want to dig deeper into the topic. So if you're looking to get even more value out of this, go check out the show notes for this episode at filmfreedomshow.com 13. So without any further ado, here's the show. Hey friend, welcome back to the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast and to season two, where we're going deep on some of the psychological barriers that hold us back in our creative endeavors and our careers. So we're covering a bunch of topics this season, stuff like beliefs, procrastination, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, ego, risk aversion, and even depression. Super fun topics, right? Anyhow, at first glance, all of these might seem to be a little bit disparate, a little bit disconnected, like each one is its own separate thing. However, in my own experience, and with the people I talked to for this season, and just in the boatload of research that I've done, there's actually something that ties all of these things together, and that's fear. Because at the end of the day, fear and anxiety are at the root of many of our psychological barriers. Even when we think the problem is something else, if you dig deep enough, if you pull up those roots, chances are it's connected to fear in some way or another. So that's what we're gonna be tackling in today's episode. How to handle your fears, your anxieties, your insecurities, like a boss. It's really good, useful stuff, and I hope you stick with me. But first, gotta give a quick shout out to my peeps over at Black Box, who are sponsoring the second season. So I'll catch you on the flip side. Be right back. Freedom. It's one of the core values with everything I do these days. I mean, it's even baked into the name of this podcast. And that is why I'm so excited to welcome Black Box as a sponsor this season. Because while I plan to arm you with the tools to achieve mental freedom or psychological freedom, Black Box arms you with the tools for financial, creative, and collaborative freedom. Now, the Black Box platform does some pretty rad things, too many to tell you about here. But the gist of it is this. It enables you to build a portfolio of intellectual property and profit from it for years to come. It frees you up to do more of what you love and focus less on the business side of distributing your work. So to learn more about how Black Box can help you earn your independence, go to blackbox.global freedom. Again, that's blackbox.global slash freedom. All right, back to the show. Okay, so the first thing we should probably do here is just clarify what I mean when I'm talking about fear, because depending on who you talk to, that word could mean any number of things. So when we're talking about fear in this episode, we're not necessarily referring to that intense physiological sense of fear, where your blood is pumping and you're sweating bullets and your senses are heightened. Like all of those things that you would feel if like you were in danger or you were getting chased by a bear, 
None of that is what we're talking about. And thankfully, because we live in the modern world and statistically speaking, it's the safest time ever, most of us don't even have to deal with that type of fear in our lives in really any way, despite what the news says, but that's a whole topic for another day. But instead of that physiological fear, we're talking about that sort of low level anxiety that lives in the backgrounds of our heads. And this is particularly true with creative people or anybody who does work where there's a sense of vulnerability and uncertainty that comes with the work. And more than that, it's this little voice that lives in the back of our heads, and I'm pretty sure just from talking to a ton of people that this voice lives in every single one of us. And it tells us all of the possible things that could possibly go wrong, and then it exaggerates the consequences of what would happen if things were to go wrong. And this wouldn't necessarily be a problem if it weren't for the fact that this tiny voice in the back of our heads has untold power over us. It makes us feel like crap about ourselves and it undermines a lot of our goals before they even get off the ground just because that tiny voice is telling us that we need to protect ourselves. So let's back up for a second. There's a book that I absolutely love called Big Magic by an author named Elizabeth Gilbert. And it's funny and charming and very useful. And it's all about how to live a creative life and build a creative career. But anyhow, the first third of the book, maybe the first quarter of it, is all about dealing with fear. And there's one chapter in particular where Liz Gilbert lays out just a ton of the things that we're afraid of. So here's a sampling of that list. You're afraid that you have no talent you're afraid that you'll be rejected or criticized or ridiculed or misunderstood or worst of all, ignored. You're afraid there's no market for your creativity and therefore no point in pursuing it. You're afraid somebody else already did it better. You're afraid everybody else already did it better. You're afraid your work won't be taken seriously. You're afraid your work isn't politically or emotionally or artistically important enough to change somebody's life. You're afraid that someday you might look back at your creative endeavors as having been a giant waste of time and effort and money. You're afraid that you don't have the right kind of workspace or financial freedom or empty hours in which to focus on invention or exploration. You're afraid you don't have the right kind of training or degree. You're afraid of being exposed as a hack or a fool or a dilettante or a narcissist. You're afraid of being a one-hit wonder. You're afraid of being a no-hit wonder. This stuff is scary as hell, but I think what's even scarier than that is that Liz Gilbert's list goes on for like another entire page. And all of those things that she's listed are just as scary. Um, and I'm scared of them, and I'm willing to bet you are too. So let's just take a moment to acknowledge that all of these things are genuinely scary. Now that we've acknowledged it, let's start talking about how to actually put those fears back into their place. But first, got to drop in another message from one of my sponsors this season. So I'll see you guys in about a minute. Hold tight. This season is sponsored by my friends over at Music Vine. 
So you've obviously got a lot of choices these days when it comes to finding music for your films, but Musicvine is still my personal favorite. Not only is it super simple to find music that actually enhances your work, but it's also genuinely affordable, even for indie filmmakers on shoestring budgets. But here's the best part. The music is all thoughtful, expressive, and genuine. It's sourced from indie artists all over the globe who put the same care and attention to detail into their music as you do into your films. And that's why all of the tunes in this podcast come straight from the Music Vine Library. So if you like what you hear in today's show, you can get five free songs fully licensed for web and social when you go to filmfreedomshow.com music. And as an added bonus, whenever you're ready to grab more tracks, the code filmfreedom will get you 25% off your first purchase. So again, go to filmfreedomshow.com music for those five free tracks and use promo code filmfreedom for 25% off. All right, let's get back to the episode. The first thing you need to know about getting rid of your fear is that it's impossible to completely get rid of your fear. Like, don't get me wrong. I wish there was some kind of secret formula or something that I could give you to just wipe out your fear and send you on your way. I mean, I think that'd be pretty neat. But the truth is no such formula exists because fear is fundamental to our survival as a species. It's hardwired into our DNA so that we can react appropriately when scary, life-threatening shit happens. And like I mentioned before, even though we live in the safest time in history, and most of us won't have to worry about things that, that truly threaten our physical safety, we still have that little part of our brain whose sole job it is to find things to be afraid of and to keep us safe and to keep us comfortable. And that little part of our brain, like I mentioned before, that little voice is very good at its job and it will continuously find things to be afraid of, even though most of them are just emotional and irrational. Like think back to that list from Elizabeth Gilbert. Most of those things pose no danger whatsoever, but they still have a hold over us. So that's the first big lesson to take away here is that fear will continue to show up for the rest of your life. And it's going to be particularly strong when you're doing something new, you're pushing boundaries, you're facing uncertainty, which if you're a creative person, if you're a filmmaker, should be pretty much always. So you really have to learn how to operate in spite of your fear, or even transform your fear into fuel for your creative work. And I'm going to show you how to do that in a second. But first, I want to talk a little bit about how fear might be treated within like a clinical psychology context. And for this, I went back to Kurt Jaimungle because he actually studied this stuff in school, unlike me. And he walked me through a process that's known as cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. And it works a little something like this. I would say that let's say you're feeling fear. Okay, what are you afraid of? Ask yourself that. Then you're like, okay, I'm afraid of spiders. Whatever it may be. Okay, let's say you're afraid of spiders. Then what you do in here's actually in the in the clinical research, in the clinical literature, how you cure how you cure somebody who's afraid of spiders. And the way that you do that is by voluntarily confronting your fears on an incremental basis. So let's say you're afraid of a spider. Okay, how close can you get to that spider? Let's say 10 meters or 10 feet. We're in the States. Okay, let's say 10 feet. Okay, can we get to nine feet? Then you're like, uh, I think so. Okay, so let's go to nine feet. So you get to nine feet. You just stop. You look at the spider. You're like, can you go further? They're like, no. Like, okay, good. That's good enough for today. Then the next day, how close can you get? How 
probably nine, probably eight and a half. Okay, let's go to eight and a half. Can you go further? Uh, maybe one step. Okay, one step. Great. Is that the limit? Like, yeah, that's the limit. Okay, okay, that's okay. Let's just stay there for a little bit. Okay, good. Let's go home. Incrementally do that. The idea is not to shield yourself from spiders or to not apply for the jobs that you think you should apply for, not talk to people and find a way around talking to people because you're introverted. The idea is to talk to people or confront your fears voluntarily on an incremental basis. There can be parts of your own brain that don't want the best for you. So listening to that and being honest with it is extremely important and confronting the dark places is necessary and scary, but necessary. So that's how you can systematically build up your courage and start confronting your fears bit by bit. But what if you need to make progress right now? What if you want to disarm your fear and, and really weaken the hold that it has over you? And that's where this next process I'm going to teach you comes in. And the goal here is to undermine your fears by exposing them as completely irrational and useless. So in order to do this, there are just a few simple questions that you need to ask yourself when you find yourself experiencing some kind of fear related to your creative work. Here are those questions. Number one, is this fear rooted in anything rational? Number two, is there any legitimate danger if I keep taking action in spite of my fear? And number three, is this fear useful? Most of us don't take the time to engage with our fears on this level. We just think to ourselves, oh, I'm feeling anxious and uncertain. And then we leave it at that. Then we take that feeling at face value and let it derail our progress on the stuff that we care about. And trust me, I've done this more times than I care to admit. I've actually done it a few times while recording this season of the podcast. Like I said, the fear never goes away, man. However, when we can actually pause for a moment and engage with the fear, asking if it's rational, asking if it's legitimate, asking if it's useful, the answer almost always comes back as a clear and unambiguous no. And doing this is what will allow you to dance with your fear once you can sort of recontextualize it as something that's just fundamentally irrational and useless, it loses a lot of its power over you and sure, it's really obnoxious when it crops up, and it always will, but it won't prevent you from doing your work. You'll be able to see fear for what it is, which is nothing more than a neurological quirk of the human brain that doesn't serve all that much of a purpose anymore. So let's dig into an example here and talk about what this actually looks like. So let's say that you're terrified that your next passion project, something that you care deeply about, will fail and that no one, not even your friends or your family, will like it. You might even be worried that failing on this project will cause people to lose respect for you. And sure, that might sound a little bit silly, but I've heard it before. I've even felt things like that before. Because we tend to wrap up our entire identities in the films that we make. Especially like the larger and more ambitious they get, the more we just wrap up our entire self in that project. Anyhow, if you were to ask yourself if that particular fear is rational, you'd pretty certainly find that it isn't. 
you'd find that nothing bad is going to happen to you if your film doesn't work out. Sure, you, I mean, sure, you might feel shitty for a little bit, but your friends and family will still love you. You'll still have a bright filmmaking future ahead of you, and you might even gain some respect from the people around you for having finished a film, for having finished something that you care about, and having put it out into the world. And even if it didn't live up to your expectations, they will still respect that. Because remember, most people don't finish what they start. Many people don't even start when they have aspirations like that. So it commands a ton of respect and admiration from people when you do the work and you follow through and you finish and launch a piece of original work. Also, once you ask yourself if that fear is useful, you'd see that it really accomplishes nothing. In fact, you'd probably see that it's trying to prevent you from doing something that fulfills you and makes you happy. In other words, your fear is trying to sabotage you. And that's not cool. So it's your job to give stupid, irrational fears like this the middle finger and then continue doing your work in spite of them. So I've got one more tip for you for keeping the fear at bay and not letting it rule your life and derail your progress. So once you've recontextualized your fear and shined a light on how useless it really is, it's time to take action. And the biggest tip I can possibly give you here is this. Show up every single day. Don't let yourself stagnate when you're working on a project or even when you're between projects. Because if you do, the fear will just creep back in and it'll continue to get louder and louder and more persuasive, which is ultimately gonna make getting started again way more difficult than it ought to be. Because fear loves to crop up when we're not working on something. Given too much time to think, our brains will start meandering into all sorts of unhelpful places. Um, and I don't know why really, but it seems to happen without fail. However, if you can just do one small piece of work every single day, even when you don't feel like it, even when you're not feeling inspired, even when you're feeling like a fraud, then you'll not only make progress towards your filmmaking goals, which is awesome in itself, but you'll also be doing something extraordinarily effective for winning the battle against fear. Fear hates it when you make consistent progress because that progress strips fear of the power it has over us. It exposes just how irrational those fears are. Now, before we wrap this thing up, I just want to leave you with one more great quote from Big Magic. Here's Liz Gilbert. It isn't always comfortable or easy carrying your fear around with you, but it's always worth it. Because if you can't learn to travel comfortably alongside your fear, then you'll never be able to go anywhere interesting or do anything interesting. And that would be a pity, because your life is short and rare and amazing and miraculous. And you want to do really interesting things and make really interesting things while you're still here. I know that's what you want for yourself, because that's what I want for myself too. It's what we all want. So that's a wrap on today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Now, as always, you can go to filmfreedomshow.com slash 13 for this episode's show notes, which have all of my favorite resources for dealing with fear, and that includes all of the questions and tactics we talked about today, plus the books, the articles, all the research that went into making this show happen. So if you're interested in digging deeper, go check that out at filmfreedomshow.com slash 13. 
And just a reminder, this season is sponsored by my friends over at Black Box. It's a platform that helps filmmakers collaborate effortlessly, get their work to the market, and then share in the revenue. Now, as I record this, Black Box is the absolute best way to get into the world of stock footage. Just upload to the platform once and watch as your footage is distributed to all of the major stock companies. But in the months and years to come, you'll be able to distribute all kinds of media through the platform, from shorts to features to series. Mark my words, it's going to revolutionize how we approach distribution. And now is your chance to get in on the ground floor. So to learn more about Blackbox and its exciting future, go to blackbox.global/freedom. Again, that's blackbox.global/freedom. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful and enjoyed it, all I ask is that you either leave a review in iTunes or tell some of your filmmaking or creative friends about the show, because those are the only ways that a podcast like this can help more and more filmmakers, and that's ultimately what I want. So thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.